Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Terry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. Summer is almost here. Let me tell you where we are going this summer on the podcast. So far, most of the episodes have been sort of standalone topics, unless it was a two-part series or went with a version reading plan, something along those lines. But this summer, we're going to do a focus on moms and families in a series called More Than a Blur, Making Motherhood Matter. It really involves more than being a mother because that is only one of our hats most days. But that is the title right now. I hope you will tune in. That is something that's going to encourage moms in the trenches or those who know someone who is. I hope you will share it with them. The only way people find out about the podcast or the reading plans or the materials that are offered here is if you, the listener or the consumer or the user, share it. So I'm going to thank you in advance for helping your friend or your colleague or a family member find something that might be useful to them. And so we are grateful for what you're doing. Today we're going to talk about three keys to thrive, not just survive, this summer if you have kids in the home with you or you're dealing with kids. Yes, summer is almost upon us. It's hot here already. I'm wearing my flip-flops. It also means soon schedules are going to be thrown out the window. Kids start getting a little restless. In fact, I told my husband a few days ago, there are some in my environment who are beginning to feel summer coming on. I had one this morning who made all sorts of weird, out-of-the-box, how many different ways can you make the wrong choice (laughs) decisions before 8 o'clock in the morning. Soon, there will be no more homework and lots and lots and lots of free time. Kids move from having every minute scheduled most of the day to virtually few parameters whatsoever. It means freedom at last, more sleep, relaxing days, and playful nights. It sounds so perfect, but what any person who has experienced summer vacation or especially experienced with kids knows, that's an illusion. (laughs) What really happens within a few days is nothing close to relaxation or freedom. Those urchins expect you to entertain them, to plan every minute they are awake, feed them something glorious because they are tired of the normal lunch they have been having and expect sort of a Pinterest quality fanfare and for you to make it all fun because it's the summer. Interjecting into these expectations are constant requests to use technology because mom, it's the summer. Not only this, you must become the taxi for whatever their friends want to do, whatever camp is going on that week or the other sundry demands summer places on families. It's exhausting just thinking about it. Honestly, summer can be a dreaded season for moms with kids in the home. It can be a matter of survival. By August 15th, we can develop a nervous tick and react explosively to very benign situations. Maybe it's just me and some of the moms I know. Maybe we just stink at summer vacation. Or maybe we love our kids, but the social norms and expectations we place on ourselves and those placed upon us are so weighty, I might just be onto something. Thriving in your summer 
regardless of your situation, will require you to choose to be intentional. That will entail planning ahead. That's why I'm here to help today. I'm here to help today before we get into that summer. I basically keep a small traveling classroom with me all summer. If experience has taught me anything, I cannot afford to leave well enough alone. It will not turn out well for me or for them. Today, I'm offering three keys to thrive, not just survive this summer if you have anything to do with kids. Your kids, if you're fostering, if you have grandkids, if you're spending a lot of time with kids, I think these keys will be beneficial. The first key is to get your sticks in order. You heard me right, get your sticks in order. A couple of years ago, I ran across an idea I thought might work, and it did. I had a friend help me sort of flesh it out, and we put it in motion that first summer. It was amazing, so amazing, I tweaked it the next year, used it even in the middle of the move, and I'm going to do it again this year. You are basically setting up a self-monitoring system to take you out of the loop a little each day, while at the same time adding some structure with variety to the summer days. You're going to need one empty jar per child, different colored markers, and some craft sticks. And these are not hard and fast supplies. Use something plastic if you don't want to use a mason jar that's glass. I totally get that. Use paper strips if you don't want to have to get the craft sticks. And use a pencil if you don't want to use the markers. It doesn't matter, whatever. As I describe what we're going to do with it and post some pictures online, I think you're going to be able to see what we're doing and just make it your own. If you do, I want to definitely see it. So send me a picture and we'll post it. I'm always curious about what your creativity brings out. This is going to take some thought on your part to make it your own and get it just like you want it. But let me talk in generalities. I want you to think of first three lists of activities. That's the first thing we're going to do. Three lists of activities. The first list consists of daily chores or activities you want your kids to perform. These are things that they would normally do. What would you normally have them do? Like make their bed. Or even if it's as basic as if you can't get them to brush their teeth on their own yet, put brush their teeth on there. Things like that. I have one kid who will not exercise and she's going to gain weight if she does not exercise. So she has one that has got to have exercise on it. The second list will consist of things you want them to do on a weekly basis. This doesn't just need to be chores. It could also be things like memorize a Bible verse. We always have that one on there. Do something nice for a neighbor. Write grandma a card. Things like that. Things that you don't need to do daily, but weekly would be appropriate. Then the third list consists of other time-consuming activities that are not chores, but you would like them to be engaged in them, like read a book for 20 minutes, play a game with a sibling, help a younger or older sibling with something today, do a craft, build an original creation with Legos, or help mom with something today, things like that, whatever you can think of that makes your day go more smoothly and engages them in skills you want them to be involved in. What you want to do is take the first list, some craft sticks, and one color marker. Label one stick, daily chores and activities in that particular color. Then write one task that you have outlined on your list per stick in that same color so that they all match and they all fit in that one category. Then take another color and more blank craft sticks. Write weekly. Choose you know X amount every day. We choose two 
every day on that first stick. Then you're gonna take that list that you made earlier for the weekly ideas and write one on each stick in that second color. So now you have a second category and this is your weekly stack. When you're finished with that set, do the same thing with the third set, however you wanna organize them. In the end, you're gonna have three different sets of colors with tasks written on them. If you forget or they forget what each color means, there's gonna be a stick that's gonna remind them based on the color how many times they're supposed to do it. Mix them all up, place them inside the jar or whatever container you have selected for them to remain in. The tasks can obviously be different for each child. Ours are different. The teenagers have different requirements for the days than the youngest twin boys, obviously. You then decide the parameters, how many sticks must be completed, and what colors do they need to complete each day. My suggestion is two for the weekly ones per day. But that's not a hard and fast rule. That's just something that works for us. Do whatever works for you. You also need them to know what good comes from completing their sticks and what happens if they choose not to do it. Let me tell you what we do. That might help give you some ideas for what you can do or help spur on your thinking towards your own solutions. My kids must complete the chore or activity sticks daily and two of the other colors. They must complete two different ones from those other colors every day. Now, my kids are a little older at this point. The youngest are just finishing elementary school. For instance, one chore that is weekly is to clean out the car or wash the car. Now, we cannot do that every day and they can't do it alone. But with certain ones working their way through their sticks during the week, all the cars get done. We are learning a skill having to work together. It's playing with water in our bathing suits and it gets the cars clean. I'm pretty happy about that. If you have very small children, you can still do this. You will just need to be thinking of other tasks and be more involved in the process, like play in the sandbox with brother or write ABCs one time or listen to a picture book or do a puzzle. There are a lot of things you can still organize. You just might need to use pictures instead of words to pull out as choices. There are many skills that can be learned in this process while beginning to teach independence from mom. And that's a skill you really want to begin teaching early. If my kids complete their sticks for the day, they earn technology time. They are very motivated for this. Without completing them, they will not watch Hulu. They will not play Nintendo. They will not do anything on a computer. They will not watch a movie or use their phones except for necessary communications. I have had kids who didn't do their sticks, thinking they would just get to ride the wave of success with their siblings who did. Not so in the strange house, turns out. If I give in, then it won't work. I, I can't give in. So make sure you're prepared to stick to your guns with whatever system you put in place. The benefits of creating something like this include, first of all, needed structure. Everyone knows what they are to do every day. They can plan their day, at least part of it. It also allows me to plan part of my day. While you're working on your sticks, mom is gonna do X. So it lets them know while they're doing that, I'm gonna be doing something else. It also teaches responsibility and independence. It requires them to develop a spirit of service. Depending on what task I place in their jars, 
if the tasks are still all about them, it doesn't really accomplish this. But if I ensure they are actively having to develop skills and the love of serving others, all the better. So you can incorporate some of those other things into this, this system. Another benefit is that it limits their time alone and with technology. Before, I was mommed to death. Then I had this one who stood two inches from me all day long until I said yes to watching a movie, and then they were back again when that one ended to ask about some other technology or more of the same. It was exhausting and irritating. Maybe this idea doesn't sound like you. <laughs> Maybe you are a free spirit and this is just too stifling for you and your crew. I get it. That's totally awesome. You will not have any trouble thriving <laughs> in your summer. It's the rest of us that need help. This was an absolute game changer for me. If you want more help in this area, like you want to know exactly what is on our sticks so you don't have to think about it, I totally get it. I will post it on a blog at sheyearns.com. I'll put it on a PDF, so all you have to do is download it, keep the things you want, and get rid of the things you don't. I totally understand why recreate the wheel. I'll even brainstorm some ideas if you've got little kids. I have had my share of littles. Love them, but they are exhausting. I will definitely have it up and going before the end of May, and I'll announce it on social media when it's posted. Be thinking about what you want to place as your options, especially if you want to do something different than a mason jar. I'm putting mason jars together, and then I'm going to put one of those stickers on it that you can write on with a chalkboard marker or just chalk. That's how we do it. I think it's pretty, and I like to organize it like that. The second key to thriving this summer is to schedule fun. Schedule fun. Think about what you like to do that's fun with your kids or those entrusted to you. If it's going to be going to places, get online and see when, where, and how much it's going to cost to do some of it. Then get it on the calendar. If it's playing ball, schedule that. If it's taking day trips to the zoo or a museum or to see Aunt Nancy, get it on the calendar. Look at all the free events in your area to take advantage of. We just moved from an area that had an incredible parks and recreation department that offered tons of day events and fun activities for families in that area. Free movie nights, things like that. A lot of areas have that, so try to take advantage of that if that's something that you would like to do. But my sister-in-law has three boys, and she does things with them I would never think to do. And it's awesome. I have six girls, and I do things she would never think to do with a couple of boys thrown in there. They have all sorts of adventures that are fun for them, and I love seeing it because it's just the epitome of finding things to do that you think are fun with your family. Just think about what's fun for you and yours and get it on the calendar because the summer is short, but the days are long. <laughs> And because of that, I try to throw in some fun-to-us days interspersed throughout the months. True confession, we did nothing but move and hurricane in 2017. It was miserable. But outside of that, what I'm about to tell you is our norm. We generally have a backwards day. We always have a recon event where we go outside, everyone wears black, we turn out all the lights, we wait, we stay up late. I hand out a can of shaving cream to every person. There are no rules and no teams. It's a free-for-all. We have been known to do a tribute to I Dream a Genie. Dressing up and we maybe watch a season. We'll do something like that. We have had fashion shows before school begins, basically to see what we have that still fits. 
and what can go together, swapping it around different people in the family. We've done cupcake wars. I like themes. Uh, we've done our own Summer Olympics. We've done Lego challenges. One time when we were traveling, we did, ooh, that's really big. And we drove around finding close things to where we were going where we could stop and take a picture with the big thing and then continue on our way. It's sort of a, oh, mom, kind of deal, but they're, they're memory-making moments. And these events are fun for us. They create sort of a sense of family and of history. I want my kids to cry their eyes out when they have to leave home because we did the things we were supposed to do and more while providing the groundwork for helping them become secure in their independence while helping them learn to love Jesus with everything they are. But we did it together. If I'm so irritated with my children because I can't stand them by the end of August, all because I didn't plan to thrive, it's not their fault. It's mine. It's all my fault. What do you like to do that's fine? Put it on the calendar. It makes the days memorable. It might be exhausting when it's over and done, but you will be sad when the summer comes to a close because it was fun. Yes, you're going to be tired, but have fun while you're doing it. The third key I would suggest is to limit your going. We are opportunity out by now. If money were no object and fairness between siblings, no issue, I could just go to the spa every day and hire a driver with a gift card to Chick-fil-A and never see my kids, which is my husband's solution to my summer woes. <laughs> when I told him my topic for today, his suggestion was just send them to the camps and the movies and then send yourself to the spa. That would be my three tips. <laughs> Thanks, honey. He's joking. He actually loves recon night. In all candor, we could send our kids out all summer and never see them, and I could go to the spa. There's tennis camp, soccer, baseball, basketball, club soccer, swimming, VBS over there, sports camp, VBS over here, church camp, mission trip, extra sports workout at the school, cross country every stinking morning, the friends who are all going to the cooking camp, the middle school mission trip, the preteen camp, family camp, band camp, lessons galore. I am not making this up. This stuff has come to my house since the beginning of May, maybe end of March. Oh my word. And somehow I have permanently damaged my child if we don't do the opportunity they happen to bring home from school on a paper that costs at least $250. All their friends are doing it, and they are the only ones who are probably not gonna be doing it. And there's probably a scholarship mom, and all the other parents can pick them up if that's a problem. Thank you. <laughs> we may use those reasons, not having the finances because there's 10 of us, or we are not able to physically manage it, picking people up and dropping them off, as our excuses. Those are not the primary issues, however. We want to limit the going. Studies show successful Christian parents spend time with their kids. The studies do not show that they continuously dropped them off other places time and time again. Schools dictate so much of our schedules. Summer is all we have. I refuse to spend it in the car toting people around. Therefore, they will probably be behind in the fall athletically. I'm willing to take the risk. Maybe they will not understand while they're in their tweens. Maybe they will feel like I've let them down and they will be disappointed in me. We will add it to the list of things they don't understand right now. But if we continue to grow in our relationships with them by choosing them over events to send them off to, 
they will understand. It may take some time, but they will understand. Allow me to encourage you, limit the going. You may have other tried and true solutions for succeeding in the summertime. If I were to narrow it down to three keys for thriving and not just surviving, for I have barely survived before, I would embrace these three. Get your sticks in order, whatever works for you. Schedule fun, whatever that looks like for you and your crew, and limit your going. Remember, let's do our planning now so that we can be proactive in the coming months and enjoy our time together. Yes, it will be exhausting, but it will be fun and you will be glad you did it. Hey, I am so looking forward to meeting with you all summer as we focus on making motherhood more than a blur. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.